Brian Austin Green from The Masked Dancer um, and the internet. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from snowy Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, he is back and he needs no introduction. He is the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, and space is the place. If you mess with him, he'll bust you in the face. Brian Austin Green, what's up and welcome back, man. Happy New Year. What a good intro. I thought you said I needed no intro. And then, and then <laughs> you have like 30,000 words that you throw out at like, you know, tongue twister speed. I know, but the thing is, you know what it is? I'm, I just took a, I'm going to keep it real with you. I just took a shot of nose spray and my nose is messed up because of this allergy. I get allergies all year round. So right. I'm like, it's that's my coffee for me. So it's just like, I'm like. Yeah, it's, the, it's the season for it. Yeah, yeah. So now you're all jazzed up. Yep, exactly. Exactly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I've been. A yeah, I know it's been a while since we talked, man. I've been pretty good, yeah. man. Um, twenty twenty came and went, and we're still wearing masks, man. We have a new administration. Um, 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 movie theaters are still closed. Um, pretty much everything is pretty much still the same from the last time I talked to you. But um, you you know, New Year's resolution, you know, um, there's uh, people who make a lot of New Year's resolution. I'm sure you made your resolutions. Um. Um, what are your, if, if you made resolutions, what are your resolutions for 2021? If you could reveal them. You know what? I didn't, uh, I didn't really make a resolution other than just to like continue on the path that I'm on. Uh, you know, just like, just continue feeling and living the way that, that I am just oh, okay. as positive as possible being as helpful as possible with people, um, being, uh, if possible, you know, some sort of like positive influence yeah. on, on someone. Oh. Um, so not really, you know, I've, I've, I've started getting away from those like day one resolution things like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, do this starting today. Like I, I, I kind of feel like why not go into the new year? Um, continuing to focus on what you're leaving the end of the last year with you know uh, like being in that being in, in that mind state it just seems easier for me gotcha it doesn't seem so like do or die like oh today's the day <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you don't have any of that yeah i totally get it i totally get it um i wanted to talk to you before because um i saw an interview recently on a pod, well, podcast called insight and um freddie prince jr was on it and he was talking about how he got the gig of punky brewster and it was sort of you know your name came up man so like was you in the running for that and you passed it on to him how did that come about no i uh i've known soleil forever okay um who plays punky brewster and so she told me when they were going to be doing the the reboot for it and they were shooting the pilot for it and she she had originally had me in mind for a part and then um the network was much more involved than i think she thought okay. the production company or whoever and so then they they had a had another idea and direction to go and amazingly freddie was freddie was literally the i think the one and only like pick and person they had in mind uh for for that and he's he's such a cool guy man he really is like if if anybody deserves that kind of move and that thing it's him for yeah. sure he he was super kind and helpful when i was doing uh doing freddy and that was a big that show was a big leap for me and he was just he couldn't have been more supportive and and kind during all of it yeah, um, it, it, it's cool because I, re I remember Freddie. I think we talked about it a couple of podcasts before we did that, and you and him got along really well. And you know, there's a lot of people that work on projects and then you know they end up leaving and not speaking to each other again. But you two are still relatively in contact per se, right? Yeah, I've 
Yeah, we're still in contact sometimes. I mean, our you know, our lives are... There, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but we, we've, we, we've had breakfast uh, not too long ago, being back when restaurants were open and you could have breakfast. We, we text or talk on the phone every once in a while. Um, it, it's one of those situ. It's one of those like no love lost situations. You know, it's not. Yeah. We don't. We don't have one of those friendships or, or relationships where it's like we need to talk all the time to maintain something. Like we're we're just friends. He's just he's my boy, and yeah. uh, you know. And if I if it it goes if, if five years go go by without us talking to each other, then that's what happens. But it, there's no love lost over it. It's like we just pick up where we left off, and it's it for me at least. It's just really good to see him. He, he's again, he's just a super good guy, and there's not there's not many people that you meet in life that you have that with. So when you do, you know, it's you don't have to do anything to maintain it, but it's good to every once in a while connect with those people because he's. He's super influential on just the person that I am, and I like I really respect his insight and in uh, his opinion on things. Yeah, um, you know. And then before we talked, I know you couldn't reveal it. You was on Mass Singer, and now you on Mass Dancer. How did all yeah. that come about? And like, man, man, you kept that under the cuff, man. How did that come about? You was how was you approached for that? Yeah, well, yeah. So I did I did Mass Singer, and um, I was. I was voted off and did the reveal and everything, and I went home and I was like, "Man, that was that was a super fun show." But I remember when 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 I did the reveal on the show and I saw Robin and everyone behind the panel and I was talking to everybody. I remember thinking at that point, like, "Man, that's that's the job to have, <laughs> like, <laughs> of of what has been done on this so far." Like they, you know, he just shows up for this and sees my performances and my stuff and and he tries to figure out who's in the costume like that's that's the fun job like that you know he's doing he is as close to the audience at home as you can be and uh so i went home and it not even a week had passed and uh all of a sudden, I get I get a, a text from my manager, and she's like, "Hey, can you do a you know a Zoom call in like an hour?" Oh, and, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> with who?" And she was like, "I have no idea," but but uh, you know, some something at Fox is going on, and they want to have a Zoom with you in an hour if you can. I was like, "Well, I'm at the car wash, but you know, I'll I'll connect on Zoom." I, you know, sure. Yeah. And an hour later, I get on this Zoom call and. The two executive producers from Singer pop up on the screen, and I was I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they told me about we're doing this new show, and we had just finished editing your reveal and all of that, and uh, and you know everybody at the network saw it, and we think you'd be great on this panel. Oh wow! For this new show that we're doing, and I was like, "You're kidding me!" And, you know, that's that's amazing. I, I tried to play the whole like car car lot thing of like not seeming too interested, but yeah. you know, but but playing like hmm, that's interesting. I'll think about it. But I got off the phone right away. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. That's I would totally do that. And it it fell together really fast because of COVID. Because there are many things in production. Yeah. They it was I I talked to him on the phone and it was like two weeks later I had signed the deal and then. A week after that, I was on set. Wow! And we were and we were taping. And how was how was they were negotiating with yeah. me? They were already rehearsing with dancers that they had. Like they, it was already the show was already in progress at the point when when the panel all came together. It was it was pretty amazing. Oh, and how was the atmosphere like? And you know, being with Ken Ken Jong and Paul Abdul, how's the atmosphere? And how do you feel you've been accepted? It's really cool. The atmosphere is, it's one of the most fun jobs I've ever done, for sure. It's um, its just a really fun place to be. The, everybody that's involved, from the executive producers to 
the the guy running the network in that department, um, everybody on the cast, the crew, that like everyone there is just really, they're all really kind, fun people. Like there's no, there's nobody that you get home at the end of the day and you go, man, I survived <laughs> another one. Like you know, <laughs> I made it through. Um, it's it's just a really fun experience, man. Everybody. It, Ken, coming from Singer, he he has just been super helpful. I mean, he's he's really held held everybody's hand and given them notes and things that he's learned over. You know, they've done four seasons now of that show, um, and he was like, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing for the first like two seasons. <laughs> so, uh, so what what he's giving us is a real jump start. I mean, he he just sort of dove into something he had never done before, and you know just like floundered with it for a while just trying to figure it out and he he really helped us um understand and jumpstart that process and then paula paula was cool man i was you know i'm not i i don't get super like starstruck over people but hearing that she was going to do the show i i was a little bit because paula's been famous as long as I can remember fame, really. Like, she's been, you know, she's been around forever. And uh, she's, I, I told her before, like, there are, there are B-list and C-list people. She just is an A-list person. Like, she, you know, she, you hear her name and it's like, oh, man, she's, she can do something that sucks next week. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. People aren't going to, like, think of Paula Abdul any differently. They're just going to think, oh, that project sucked. Yep. Like, you know, she's on she's on that level now. She's done enough stuff and been in the business long enough and worked with enough people where it's like she just is a staple of the business. Yeah. She's one of those names that you hear and you go, man, she's, yeah, I know who Paula Abdul is. So, so I was a little intimidated going into the whole thing with her because we did a Zoom call and it was the first time I'd even spoken to her and it was kind of like, man, this is crazy. But she just could not be nicer. Uh, she's she's just an incredible, an incredible woman. She's incredibly kind. She's incredibly generous. She's funny. Um, and she, she just is this like little ball of light and energy and, and positivity that comes into the room when she does. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great also to see, like, you know, Fox has a lot of, you know, because you've been associated with Fox pretty much your whole career, you know, especially with... <laughs> no. I've been, I've been up at Fox a few times now, yeah. They, uh, apparently, I, I get along with everybody up there. <laughs> yeah. They keep hiring me for stuff. I know, which is awesome, you know, because, you know, awesome. with with the 90210 thing and then now this is just like you know you're you pretty much are oh, are always pretty much working and you're pretty much you know your face is still shown on tv like you can still see 90210 on these like we channels or whatnot like 90210 is still always shown and you know you're always right. a part of you know people are just discovering it now it's crazy like i feel like i'm so old where people's like i've never seen 90210 like oh my god you gotta watch this like there's people who's even never heard of dawson's creek or whatnot so it's just crazy you that know what? that's what that's what this pandemic has done though i think <laughs> it's really forced people to you know dig in the crates a little bit because they're stuck at home. And, True. You, you know, you're streaming stuff and you're like, I might as well watch this thing that I've heard about <laughs> and never seen. And so then they get across to, to 90210 and it's it's a silly show. It's like, it's not, a, it's not a great show, but it's a fun show. Yeah. It's really like to, to see the fashion and the guest stars and, and what we were doing. It's, it's a fun silly glimpse at the 90s from our from our show's perspective it's just it's fun yeah i was was actually did you had a bit part in kickboxer 2 um the road back i had like i had like a scene like a scene right yes yes because i remember i was watching it i was like oh my god is that is that brian i was like oh shit with sasha mitchell okay yes yes okay (laughs) i was like Big, big debut for me. Yes. And that was a big deal. Those movies were big at that time. I remember when I was, because I was a kid when I did that. Okay. And I remember booking it and thinking like, wow, this is, 
It's the biggest movie that there is. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, you know, it was really shocking and exciting for me. Yeah. Like, those were the times where, like, they have, like, the main movie, and then usually, like, a, like a Cyborg 2 or a Kickboxer 2, like, Jean-Claude, like, the main leads are not returning, and then, like, they continue it with another character. I think those were the times right, in the 80s. Yeah, they, they recast. It yes. Was, it was, what was that dude's name? Sasha. Sasha Mitchell. S- S- Sasha Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Sasha Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was also in um, Step by Step. Yeah, he was in Step by Step. Yeah. yeah, that was his big. That was his big show. Yeah, and he actually. So, yeah, I, I remember when I when I did that, and he was. He, I mean, he was really big at that time. Yeah, yeah, he was huge. Like, I think he yeah. did. It was two, three. I think there was like four or five movies from the Kickboxer that he continued on with it. So, like, that was like Who a. Knows? Yeah, that was like a yeah. franchise for him. You know. Oh, I'm sure. Oh um, man, like um, I know, like you also. I think I, I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, you also did like three episodes in Smallville as Metallo, and I know you're a, you're yeah. you're pretty much a comic fan, right? Like, there's no, not really, or I I'm I mean I'm a comic fan. I'm a sci-fi fan. Sci-fi, like, okay. I grew I grew up with Star Wars. Like Star Wars was my childhood when I was a kid. I've talked about it before, and I'll continue to like. Uh, like you know, shamelessly. I I, I have no. I, I had every Star Wars toy that there was. I still have a Star Wars like a collection of things. Um, I'm still a huge fan. Uh, it's that's just one of those those things for me. So you know, Metallo, Metallo was exciting because I had heard the name from the Superman franchise, and at that time. Cash was younger, yeah. So it was exciting for me to do something that he could watch and and possibly think is was cool. Oh, because okay. it's, that's that's what's important when you have kids is like you want to be the cool parent. And yeah. So you you always try and think of you know the things you can do that that will seem really cool and 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 w- within their age range and make sense. Like I was I was working on. Um, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes. When he was younger, and we had all of these scenes that were supposed to be in the future, and they were supposed to be in the tunnel systems that the resistance fighters lived in. Yeah. And occupied, and so I brought him down to this to the Warner Brothers lot just to see that stage, like what they had built, because it was really impressive. And but to him, he was more excited because it seemed like sewer like sewer pipes, like they have in uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so he he just ran around, you know, doing that. But uh, that's you know that's the focus, man. Is uh, your kids? Uh, you start you start changing the way you see things or think about things. Yeah, it's I, I have it's way more about impressing my kids now yeah. as much as possible. Then when I was younger and it was all about like just being impressive to a bunch of people I didn't know. Yeah. And the thing is about you that what I respect about you is, you know, you can see it out there. You all about your kids, man. Like you're so into your kids. And, you know, there's people out there that have kids, too, and they're into their kids, too. But, you know, it comes through. You know, it's not a facade. You can see, like, the passion you have for your kids and always being there and, you know, doing the chicken coop that you was doing before and whatnot. You know, like, yeah. there's so many things you do. Um, being a father, um, as a father myself, um, what, like, you know, like, you know, there's no manual of how how to be a father one-on-one, but, like... Oh, um, I wish there was. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd make life so much easier. Um, yeah, I know. Um, what What have you implemented in your life that, like from your parents raising you, did you implement anything that they did to you as a child that you're doing to your kids now? I think, I think the the thing that's the most important as a parent, myself personally, yeah, is is passing on my same sense of morals to my kids. Mm. Uh, you know, really, really giving them a sense of like. What is like? What is kind, and 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 how people uh, see things, and 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 you know their their perspective on on your life. But there, I really try and as much as I can support who they are. Yeah. Instead of trying to change it, or you know, try it's. I'm I'm really in a place of because I have four kids now. Yeah. They're, they're so different, and they've all they've been raised 
pretty much the same. Yeah. So it that just has become a big realization for me of like, oh, you know, these these aren't my kids. Like I'm I'm taking care of them and keeping them safe and feeding them and raising them, but they're they're their own people. Like they're yeah. not they're not little copies of me. You know, they've got their own passions and their own things and um so I just try and nurture that the best I can. I think the best way of nurturing that for me, honestly, is not standing in its way. Yeah. It's just is just making sure that they're loved no matter what, that they're supported no matter what, um, whether I like something or not. It's not, it's not about that. That's not how you, you know, support isn't, I don't think, uh, isn't a way of judging people. And, and some people, some people use it that way. They're only supportive of things that they agree with. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally you're totally right. And you know, you have you do have a blended family and you know, I have a blended family myself and it's just you know, like there's characteristics of each person's trait, like, you know, like, oh, this is my trait or this is their their mother's trait or whatnot. Um yeah, totally. what yeah, what is like out of all your kids, who have who is more who 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 is more like your who has more of your characteristic? Like which one which one of your kids is more you? Um Cash is pretty similar to me. Yeah. Just like in his physicalities, in the way he will converse sometimes or connect with people. Like I hear my speech patterns in him sometimes. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. it, there's that. But then other than him, I think the, the, the one that um, is the most like me is Bodie. Bodie. And, 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 my six-year-old. Oh, and on what aspect? Like... He's, he just is, he's just a little dude. Like he's, <laughs> he's all about, um, dude, like building stuff and doing stuff. Uh, and and he, he's like, really, his mind is just, he's always on the move, like always trying to figure something out and learn something and super passionate about, about life. And it just, re- he reminds me a lot of myself when I was a kid. Like when I hear, Oh, he's having trouble in school over the past few weeks, like really controlling his body. It's like, yeah, that was that was me when I was a kid. Like I, I was super hyper, and um, and he's he. There's that part of him that just is always on the move. Like even when, even when he's still, he's there's there's a part of him that's always going. Yeah, and I was I was very much the same. I was, and I was super into skateboarding and BMX biking and and being outside and doing athletic things and he's the exact same way like he just wants to jump off of everything and ride everything and go and go as fast as he can and as high as he can and go like he's and just he's fearless that way and I was I was that way when I was younger for sure okay and you know um 2021 is now upon us and we talked a little bit about it um um, and you know things are still closed. There's a new president. Things are being implemented yeah. now. Um, yeah. uh, what's your thoughts on everything that's going on in the world, man? Um, that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like 2020 was literally nothing that I had ever thought I would see in my life. In my lifetime, was was happened in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I, like there were times where I looked around and it, you see everyone wearing a mask, and it's like, man, I I saw pictures of this, you know, in yeah. in China or in Japan, or I've seen it, at, you know, on on like Asian airline flights and stuff. But I just never in a million like restaurants being closed, yeah. outdoor patios being the only place to sit, uh, I, like it's it's crazy to go to the airport and it's empty. It's empty. And you, it's like, it's last year was a, I, I think last year was a big perspective changing year for people. I know it was for me. It was, it was one of those, you just kind of, you, you reevaluate life and stuff around you. And, the things that I used to take for granted, like, you know, who didn't take for granted just going to a restaurant and eating dinner? Yeah, 
Yeah. We're eating lunch. Mm -hmm. We're eating breakfast. Yeah. And now you go, you know, one time a week, and it's like the most thrilling experience in the world. You're so thankful to be out around people and doing it. Um, I've talked before, like, I, you know, one of the big, I, I think one of the big issues that people, that people in society had, or one of the big issues, obviously not the only one, but one of the big issues was connection. Like, people didn't connect with each other the same, the same as, as, as I, I think is healthy and, and one would hope. But everyone wearing masks forces you to look everyone in the eyes yeah. and you connect with people in a different way. Like there are, there are baristas and people that, you know, that, that I see every day, but I connect with them in a different way and they're forced to with me. And it's, it's something really cool. I, I hope at the point when COVID settles down a bit and we get back into whatever the new normal is going to be, that that continues to be a part of it. Yeah. I uh, really hope people continue to connect and it feels like people are more empathetic now than they were. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a different, it's just a different time. Yeah. I know there's people that I talk to that, that said professionally 2020 was a good year for them. Professionally, yeah. was 2020 a good year for you? Um, professionally, professionally, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Okay. I mean, my industry suffered a lot from, mm. from COVID. Yeah. Um, because film sets just are, by nature, there's, there are hundreds of people on them. Um, but, but then on the flip side, I think personally for me, 2020 was a really positively, uh, influential year for me. Uh, I think it really, everything that was going on just became a big catalyst for, uh, for change for me. Yeah. It became that, it became that thing of it's that kick in the ass, like it's that literal kick in the ass that you need sometimes to do shit. Yeah. Like you, you, you know, you sort of, you procrastinate and procrastinate and, and you don't, you, you don't really, you sort of, you talk the talk and sometimes you'll, you'll walk the walk a little bit. Um, but it just, it became one of those years for me where it was like, I really, I just really connected with walking the walk yeah. on the year. I really did. And and that's one of the things that I've carried into 2021 is just to to do that. To, it, my perspective has changed. My view of life and other people has changed. My view of the world and my place in it has changed and my self-worth and value and all of that. Um, I just... I just want to keep living it. Yeah. Honestly, uh, 2021 if is is sort of the jump off of that of like okay, if this is the second half of my life give or take. Um and I get to choose who I want to be in life. That that's amazing. Like I you know, I'm going to choose to be this person and then I'm just going to choose it every single day until it gets easier. Um but I mean, if I look back on my life, like I've lived a long life. I've done a lot of dirt. Yeah. I've done a lot of living. Yeah. And to think that I'm that I could get a whole nother one of these or one of those, but I don't have to start from you know, infancy and, and childhood and learn who I am and go through that whole process. I just get to be who I want to be from day one. Mm -hmm. That's, that's going to be an amazing life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, personally, you know, like you have all these cameras, like, don't you hate that fucking shit where like, you know, you can't really be at peace if you like, you're going out somewhere, you got like the prop even with COVID paparazzis are following you. Like you can't really do shit. You can't really go anywhere sometimes. Right. Like if you're doing like your own personal shit, is it, doesn't it still suck? Cause it still happens to you where you're still getting like harassed or getting followed. And even though with COVID restrictions, people are still like paparazzis are still being dicks pretty much. Well, I mean, it was, the thing that was tough about, 
about that last year, especially, was that the only places that you could go were Starbucks, uh, the grocery store, CVS, Target. (laughs) There were a handful of places that were open. So all the paparazzi would just hang out at those places and and take pictures. So they wouldn't, they, they weren't necessarily acting like dicks. Most of the time I didn't even see them. Like they would, most of the time now paparazzi take pictures from inside their car. Oh, sure. They don't, you don't have like 50 guys that encircle you. And it's not the same time that we saw during like the Paris Hilton, uh, like level of fame and all of that. It's a different, it's a different thing now, but it's, you know, COVID's been tough for everybody. Like I, I really try, I've really tried to consider their perspective as well, photographers and they, and for the year, the only story that there was, was COVID. So at the point when the stuff was going on with me, mm-hmm. um, and my life, that, that was just a break from like, thank God we don't have to write about, you know, more COVID today. Like we can write about something else. <laughs> And so yeah. those pictures, that, that's why they were everywhere, because there were only a few big stories that were going on last year. So it was, it kind of became the focus for them. So, you know, I, I understood, yeah. I, I understood them wanting to get pictures and, and so like, I get the business side of it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, personally, it was, it was kind of a pain in the ass for me, yeah. kind of, it was a pain in the ass for me. But hey, that, you know, comes with the territory. What, what right? Yeah, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. What can I do? It's not you know I can. It's it's not going anywhere. So I can either hate it and let it ruin my day. Yeah. Or, or just continue to live and do my thing and know that that's just going to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, there there are certain levels, obviously, where it's like if you, if somebody crossed the line, then that would be different. But for the most part, the guys are really like respectful of me, and they're they're and kind, and it's they they do it as a profession, and it's not a great profession. Yeah, it's not like they're making a shitload of money. There are a bunch of people with cameras. Yeah, and and they're hoping to sell one or two pictures somewhere, hoping to get you know a a, a set of pictures of somebody coming or going from a grocery store. That's the only fucking place to be right now. And 90% of the pictures, people are wearing masks. Yeah. All right, so I take that back then. I take that back then. I just thought like, you know, it's like, oh man, they're catching me in this. Oh man, I can't even do this, you know, without being, you know, getting a picture taken of me by just going to a freaking CVS or something, you know, like. Yeah, totally. Well, and that's, and I mean, I I did, I, I have had that frustration understandably but yeah. it's not their fault yeah that that's the that's the thing that i had to realize was like yeah it sucks but it's not it wasn't their fault taking pictures it was it was it was kind of it's it's the machine you know it's this big machine that 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 whole industry plays little parts in so it's they're those dudes are just taking pictures and hoping that they sell and they make some money. Like they're not, you know, yeah. they didn't, they didn't ask for anything that, that went on. They didn't, you know, they, it's, they're, they're just trying to make the best of a situation. Yeah. That's all. all right. Um, speaking, I know, um, we talked a little bit about 90210 before, but is there any, you know, like, you know how there's, I know 90210 try to come back, but with the whole like real life, you know storylines whatnot but like with all the like friends are coming back or whatnot was there ever even talk of having like the fictional characters come back in a show of some form or whatnot i'm sure somebody's talked about it i mean it's nothing that i plan on doing i mean i i don't feel like we tried to come back i feel like we did like we came back and did exactly what what was planned to do do. It it was a mini series it was a six episode summer event yeah. And that's exactly what we did, and and we chose to tell it the way we did, and 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 make it the way we did. And I'm I'm super proud, as as other people should be, also of the fact that we did it. And it's 
and it was groundbreaking. It hasn't really been done before. This this making of a reboot concept, uh, and it was. I thought it was really fun to watch, and it's something that I think people will. Some people that didn't necessarily like it because it wasn't what they hoped. Yeah. I think they'll come back. They'll see that again in another five years, seven years, and they'll think, "Oh, that, that was that was a really cool idea," because it was. Yeah. And and then uh, and to me, then now now that shows done. Yeah. You know, it's time to move on. Like I, the reboot happened. I think because it was a different enough idea. Yeah, it was and like people a, were interested, and you know what? It was a it was a time thing too. I, with the passing of Luke, yeah. I think there were just a lot of factors that played into into it happening. Um, uh, the stars just aligned on that yeah. for sure. Yeah, I was gonna ask you: Have you seen Luke's son wrestling on AEW? And if so, are you a fan of it? Like, have you watched? I uh, I saw. Well, he used to show me. Luke used to show me pictures all the time of his son wrestling, but I haven't. I haven't seen him wrestle. Um, send me send me the info that you have, like when when he's on and when those shows are on and all of that, because I I would love to. Jack is Jack is a cool guy, man. He's a really good good person. Luke did an amazing job with him. Um, so it's I, I'm I'm I couldn't be happier for him than I am if, if it's working out. That's great. I know he's super passionate about it, and he has been for years. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's like looking you know, like, it's, it's kind of eerie looking like a mini him wrestling, so it's just, you know, he has yeah. some of Luke's features, so, but he's, yeah. he's actually... Oh, yeah. I'll send you some links because he's actually a really good wrestler, you know. So it's really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, he's like top tier. He's like usually somewhat in like the second level main event. So he's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Um. Speaking of like wrestling and sporting events, um, you know, like now the Super Bowl's coming up, and like sporting events somewhat have been affected by it because like in wrestling, somewhat. Well, I mean, like you know, they're. I have Lakers season seats, and I haven't been to a game in you know in a year. No, but I, I, no, but I mean, from what I mean about it is, they're still playing it, but like the people are not, you know, you can't attend it. But it's like it's right. it's still going on. Um, yeah, you know, like the whole dynamic change, like with like UFC and like sports entertainment involving wrestling, where if you watch WWE wrestling, they have like screens of people watching it from their home. So the in the stands, there's like computer monitors of people who are watching. Watching right. it all around the world, like like the NBA. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. it's kind of it's it, it's like who would have ever thought? Like it's kind of a different world now. Um, like do you like like you know being being in like I think a lot of people are missing concerts. They're missing sporting events. They're missing doing things that connect with other people like look even yeah. school my daughter's been doing virtual school forever and she rarely gets you know interaction if it's not like family and somewhat friends once in a while like do you feel like mindsets are going to change down the roads where like we can't connect with people like that anymore like because besides if you the only time you could really connect if you go to a bar or a restaurant but like the connection with people it's kind of scarce now you know like i'm sure you're like you know doing your job on mass dance or you know you're connecting with people in some aspect of it but but do you have? Right. It's not like a live audience or whatnot where you have like tons of right. people there, right? It's like so different, right? You know? Yeah, no. It, it's um, again, I think you know. I think it's going to be we're going to find a new normal. Uh, I, I think right now it's extreme because it has to be because yeah. you know this is a pandemic that we need to control and, and manage somehow and get a hold of. Uh, and then uh, I think we're going to start finding a new normal and people are going to have a different appreciation for things and a different experience of things and uh and sports are going to be huge i mean i'm i've i've had laker season seats since kobe started like literally at the forum and then they moved over from the forum to the staples center wow um so it's been to, to to watch games now it's been really it's been really amazing what Adam Silver has done with the league and, and, and bringing it back and everything he did with the bubble you know, for, for playoffs and finals and all of that. I mean, he's really, he's really set a high bar and standard uh, for doing it all safely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm curious to see how, that, how it translates with 
other sports sort of moving forward from now. That's it's a tough it's a tough thing when sports are so fan driven. Yeah. And people are used to watching them, and people it, it's a it's a ritual sitting in a stand and doing what you know what what fans do, and then to not have that at all and just watch at home. It's a different it's a different experience. It's kind of like being a soccer fan, and so you have like you know Brazilian guys out here that that stay up till five in the morning because they want to watch some live soccer game that's happening <laughs> you know there. And it, it, but that's that's sort of what it's become here. Just easier to to access, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm cur- I'm curious to see what the new normal is, man. I really am. Yeah. I'm really I'm really curious to see what the new normal in life is. Not not just in sports. I mean, yeah. sports and different uh, different um, career paths and places and, and all of that, they'll, they'll all have different ways. I'm curious to see what movie theaters become. I'm curious to see all of that, but I'm just, I'm really curious to see what life becomes. Uh, I feel like last year was a big catalyst for the world. Yeah. Um, have you changed in some aspect with quarantine? Because like, you know, there were, well, I, I, I don't know how, Lock, I think um, L.A., Los California is still locked down. I'm not really sure, but um, have you changed? Just letting up now. Oh, just letting up now. I was I was gonna say, yeah. have you done anything differently, like, or have you acquired a different trait since of COVID, like with quarantine? Like, did you just that? Like, have you done something you've never done before because of the quarantine? Dude, building, building the chicken coop was a, was a big one for me. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. I've had tons of like I I've as a as a long time homeowner yeah. I've had tons of things remodeled and and all of that and it's always interested me like i i've I've always found it found construction fascinating and i would sit for hours and watch guys just build like i i had i had a studio at one house uh that i had and for them to build it i mean they there's enough lumber that goes into a studio to build two houses yeah. It's really there. It's walls within walls, and all these floating things that they do. And I remember watching that, and and just really being interested in it. But I've never done it. And at the point when quarantine was happening, I had two other friends that were building stuff at their houses, and I thought, man, I I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I should just do it. And so I went to the uh, I went to the lumber yard and had them deliver stuff and bags of concrete and all that and I sunk posts which I had never done before and I made sure that they were all uh, square and level and, and, and all of that and it it was really liberating to do because once you once I did that I really had the sense of God I can do anything yeah like I like I can whatever I look around my house and want to fix or change or do differently I can just do like I don't need to I don't necessarily need to call people out to do it. I'll call out specialists if there's something that I'm not great at that somebody else is going to be better at. Yeah. But otherwise, just little little stuff, man. I've just I've gotten much more into DIY than I ever was before, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> me, have I learned any new trait? Um. Yeah, what, what new traits did you pick up? <laughs> Who man. Um, I think a lot more talking, actually, because, um, I don't know. I think a lot more talking because a lot of people, like, I haven't really seen in a while because of the whole COVID restrictions, especially not being able to travel to New York. I talk to my mother more frequently on the phone now, I think, that I have ever before. Not to say that we didn't re- really speak much before the COVID, but I think the COVID and, like, knowing, like, what are you doing or how you... How you know how's the yeah, especially driving in the snow because in the Midwest, especially Wisconsin, we get snow galore. So it's like how you're driving with the with the black ice and how's things going at work and whatnot. So it's like more things to talk about than I've had before. So it's like just because of the quarantine and not being able to visit, it's more of a connection now. Like you know, they're like, okay, oh, how you doing? Oh, all right, we'll talk later. But it's like almost like. You know, you're looking forward to talking because that's all you could pretty much do. You can't really do much totally. of anything, you know, with everything shutting yeah, man, down. That, that, that totally makes sense. 
you know like do, do you feel like that too that you're talking more to people you haven't talked to in a while or like you know family yeah, or whatnot I'm, it's i'm definitely connecting with people more um yeah. i'm spending more time talking on the phone and you know hearing other people's opinions and all of that than than i'm used to just because i, I i'm home i mean everybody you know everybody was talking about oh guys he's posting all of these pictures at his home with his kids and it's like isn't isn't that what everybody's doing? <laughs> I've been locked in my house for a year. Like, of course, I'm posting more pictures and more stuff, and you know, building stuff and stuff with my kids. And it's that's like how who who hasn't? I know, right? <laughs> Other than people that don't have Instagram accounts. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I don't... you have one, aren't you? I took way more pictures last year than I've taken before because that's there's not much to do. Yeah. Right? If he was Brian Austin Green who worked at CVS, no one will bat an eye. But, you know, like, oh, my God, he's supposed to be a picture of his kids. Oh, my God, what's he doing? You know, what is he trying to yeah. do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What You know, what? what's he planning with this one? What, what thought was going into it? It's like, thought, are you kidding? Like, I was happy to get up that I'm healthy. Yeah. My family's COVID-free, and I have big plans for for the paneling on a chicken coop that I'm fucking building. Like, not, <laughs> this isn't planned out. This is like this. I'm just, I'm, I'm just living. Like I'm just doing, doing my thing and surviving. Uh, like, like most people are. And I, I just happen to be in a position where when I take a picture of it and post it, people look, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only difference. Everybody else, you go to everybody's pages in the last year. We're like, you know, he, you know, women, putting on different outfits just to go to the mailbox and stuff like that. <laughs> like that. But that's that's what the year has lent itself to. I, this is this is the year of like, hey, what strange things are people doing while they're while they're stuck at home? Yep. <laughs> um winding down with you Brian, um what what do you have planned or what's next for you in 2021? What the future holds for you? Um, nothing right now. Oh. I mean, we're mass mass dancers is airing, and so we're hoping that people continue to watch that. If the numbers stay positive on it, and we get to come back and do more, I've got some tech stuff that I'm working on. Really? Um, okay. So, but that's that world is like it either moves really slowly or it moves at the speed of light. Like there's no, there, there is no middle ground. And, and so I'm just sort of holding on and on the ride for that. Um, yeah. And then just, just hanging out with my, with my kids and just trying to, trying to enjoy life as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, that's really, that's really what the year is going to be just to like, sit with my ears open and my eyes open and really be as much a part of the world as I can. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, yeah, exactly. We're all trying to survive somehow and just keep doing what we're doing. You know, like everything has been going on. There was people, even I was furloughed last year and then came back to work or whatnot, but you know, who knows what the future holds. And like, sometimes I'm just like, Oh, probably in six months, but you see like a lot of movies are delays and, and filming is delays. It's just like, damn, what the, like, who would ever thought, like, if you told me in a million years that we would be part of a pandemic, I would have never believed it. I was like, Oh, that's like polio or whatnot. People deal with that in the dark oh, ages, you know, like, yeah. and we're dealing with that's it now. The, that's the surreal side of it but it is one of those situations where it's not it's not an option of dealing with it or not it's how we deal with it it's how i kind of feel the same way about life man it's it's how we deal with life it's not you can't necessarily live to not have stuff happen yeah it's it's all about who you choose to be while life is happening and sometimes life is great and it's easy and you love it and sometimes it's really tough and you have to think things through but it's it's just the person you choose to be through all of that it just is you know we're just we're just here 
Um, and I kind of feel like the more present we can be during all of it, the better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Brian, um, plug your social media, plug um, anything you got, man. Yeah. I don't have much. <laughs> I've got <laughs> the Mass Dancer. Is yes. On Wednesdays. Yes, Wednesday. Um, uh, my Instagram handle is at Brian Austin Green. Used to be Aren't You That Guy. Yeah. And then a friend of mine who's big in social media was like, underscores are the worst. Like, yeah. nobody's <laughs> ever going to find you. Uh, so she helped me change that. Um, yeah. I took her advice. And yeah, it's, I guess it's helped. I don't, I mean, I don't search myself, so it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> help me at all. I don't, but, but other people, I guess it, it definitely makes it easier when, uh, when stories are being written and yeah. they can just refer to me as my name yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, uh, Mario Lopez and blah, blah, blah. And aren't underscore you underscore that underscore yeah. guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> It was a silly, it was a funny handle at first. It made sense, but then then it just got a little monotonous. Yeah, and um, for to reiterate to the fans out there, no Facebook or no Twitter for you, right? No. Okay. No. There's yes. I have a, I have a Twitter. I have a Twitter account, and I do live tweeting and stuff when the show's on. Yeah. Um, and and I'm a part of that, but Instagram is much more uh, my world and my life. Okay. Uh, Twitter is much more for work, and then I I don't really Facebook. Okay. All. No, because I because I know people ask out there because there is like Brian Austin Green's on Facebook, but that's not you doing it. So that's somebody else. No, You're not doing no, that. No, no, okay. No. Uh, okay. Because there's a lot of Brian Austin Greens on Facebook. I just wanted to clarify. Are there really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you you made it you made it big where you have d- double gangers of you. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah, well, I guess imitation is the greatest form of flattery, man. So, yeah, you know. it totally is. Absolutely. <laughs> so if, if if there's a Brian Austin Green on Facebook trying to say, hey, send me some money, that's not him. So don't, right, get, yeah. it, don't get it confused. Right. Yeah, your chance to win big, yeah, don't, don't click on that because that's not me. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Brian Austin Green. Brian, it's uh, I think this was your fourth time on my podcast, and um, I appreciate you. Good, good being here again, man. Thank you for for inviting me you always i know i'm a pain in the ass sometimes to lock down and nail down for things but you've been the door has always been open on your side and you've you've always been super cool and i i really enjoy talking to you so it's uh it's fun man i i wish you and, and the podcast the best for sure thank you brian and the reason why it's a success for having you know, beautiful guests like yourself, man. And I appreciate you coming on. And um, thank you so much for being a friend, I would like to say. Thank you so much. Thanks, brother. Yeah, for sure. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.